New season, time and season. I titled it New season, the time and the season. Uh, you can all be aware that um, we are in a new season for many reasons. And the moment you have a thing that says new season, it immediately tells you there was an old season. Because you also have an old season that is going or gone for you to now welcome a new season. As persons, as humans, normally and naturally, we have challenges. Challenges exist and must always exist. I just want to draw our hope, draw our mind to a few parts of the Bible and to give us all strength, all hope, all motivation for encouragement. That times will come, seasons will come and go, but we should realize that God remains God. Turn the Bible quickly to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. That's a book that was written by Solomon, although there are some arguments in among Bible scholars. But every indication shows that it's likely to have been written by King Solomon. That's the one that um, Bonaifé called Uncle Solomon. King Solomon, if you are there, if you can put it on the screen, that's good. Chapter 1, it says, To everything there is a season. To everything there is a season. And to every time there is a purple. I'm trying to get my, my own because it's not okay. To everything there is a season and a time for every matter or purpose under the heaven. A time of sorrow, poverty and tears remains a season. These are all seasons. Now, it is our mandate to try and understand the times and seasons. I repeat, this is our mandate to try and understand the times and seasons. Meaning what? That time and season will come because they are divine creation of God Almighty. Time and seasons come because they are divine creation by God Almighty. No other thing, not even the devil can create a season. So those seasons and time have divine duration, or what I call expiration time. And they will come and they will surely go in Jesus' name. Now, we must learn as children of God to understand the times and the season. Now, what I'm driving on here is that as we learn to understand the times and the season, we must, in that times and season, whether it is sounding good to you or making you feel good, please, in these times and seasons, acknowledge that God is God and God knows all and allow such timing and such seasons to manifest. It's very critical. Whether the season is awesome, excellent, bitter, or frustrating, please, brethren, we must understand this time and seasons. That the time and season cannot come without the knowledge of God. 
and that what we need to do in that sweet time or the bitter times, please let's acknowledge God. For God knows all and he allows such timing and such seasons to manifest. God knows all, he allows such timing and such seasons to manifest. Let's bring it home in Canada. Indeed, the world over, we are in a season of pandemic. And you and I know if you have been following the stories, it's looking insurmountable. It's looking incredibly insurmountable. But I want to draw your mind to the fact that before the pandemic, there was an epidemic of SARS, MERS, Lassa fever, Ebola. They were deadly, but may not be as widespread. But that period of the epidemic came, and the Lord saw it go through, and saw you and I survive and go through. Now, this is a note. I want us to also note in our mind. None of these diseases, SARS, MERS, Lassa fever, Ebola, and the current one, COVID-19, appeared without the knowledge of God. And these diseases themselves, being the aftermath of your father's creation. Yes, the diseases themselves is the aftermath of your father's creation. Don't lend me your ears. And you will ask, why will God create diseases? Or allow such to be created if you are one of those people who believe in the, the, the so-called uh, conspiracy going all over the world. Whether it was created or came up by nature, or created by man, and man was created by God. You can see what I mean when I say, none of these diseases appear without God's knowledge, and many of them are aftermath of your father's creation, directly or indirectly. But the question now remains, at this season and time, you are allowed to ask that question too. Why would God create diseases, or allow such to be created that will keep killing its own creation recklessly? Why will God allow such to happen and keep killing its own creation recklessly? It's amazing, isn't it? But that's a question that will ponder any person's mind. Any person's mind. Of course, the taste will, will explain with the left hand, but for you, the children of God, you have a right to ask that question. You have a right to feel why must this happen? It's not a sin to feel that way. It's not a crime to feel that way. You have a right to ask why would my Father in heaven, in his glory and magnificent power, in his mercy that they endured forever, the King of Kings, the refuge, the man who sits on his throne and uses the earth as his footstool, is bigger than your imagination. It makes things to happen by speaking for those, speaking those things to come to pass. Why will he allow such to happen? There are many things about God you and I cannot explain because of this level where we are in our flesh. But when we get to heaven, you will see the explanation. But a bit, we'll show you a bit. Turn the Bible to Isaiah 55. We'll have a, a fair idea of what he's saying. Isaiah 55, and pay attention, let me quickly 
55. Okay, we can start from verse 1. He says, wait and listen. Everyone who is thirsty, come to the waters. And he who has no money, come, buy and eat. Yes, come, buy. Wine and milk without money and without price. Verse 2, why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your earning for what does not satisfy? He says, hearken diligently to me, my children, and eat what is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Three, in line, incline your ears. Incline your ears and come to me. Yeah, and your soul will revive, and I will make an everlasting covenant or live with you, even the sheer mercy. But so, behold, I have appointed him, referring to David now, to be a witness, which shall testify of salvation, and commander of the people. Five, behold, you, that is Israel now, shall call nations that you know not, and nations that you do not know shall run to you because of the Lord your God and the only one of Israel, for he has glorified you. And I said that to be your portion in Jesus' name. Six, say seek, inquire for, and require the Lord, while he may be found. I repeat that, verse six. Seek, inquire for, and require the Lord, while he may be found. Call upon him, while he is, Near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return to the Lord. He will have love, pity, and mercy for him, and to our God, for he will multiply to him his abundant pardon. And this is a clincher. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. So the Lord even knows for sure that even now you are wondering, Baba, why would you allow such a devastating thing to take over your children's life and killing us recklessly to the extent that even unbelievers are asking, where are your God? Suddenly, people who don't even believe in God are asking, where is God? And that is being mischievous because they wanted to see that God as a king that God, God, so they took and benefit from the power of God. And they are asking, where are your God? That he is God, I want to assure you. Whether he allowed the disease to continue for the next one year or two years or not, he is God. That's why he gave a lot of advice in Isaiah 51 8. That, that this is my children. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. This is for us all to note. I know it will not be easy, but let it resonate well with us in Jesus' name. That the will of the Lord is not our ways, and his thought is not our thought. Yes, he desires, we, he knows we desire that we should live in this world free of illness and disease, free of these challenges. Father Lord knows very well. He knows how you are feeling. 
and he has consistently been protecting and guiding us. So just for us to realize that he is God, and remain steadfast that he is God in Jesus' name. That's a time to be noted, and that's a time to live, and a time to die. These are seasons. <coughs> Let me repeat. As a time to be noted, a time to live, and a time to die. These are seasons. But between these times, there are also activities. There's always a task, an activity you must do, the needful. <clears throat> between the time you are living and the time where you will be called to glory, there are activities for you to do. And I'm only saying that we must do the needful. In other words, as long as you live, keep working hard. Do the needful. Love God. Avoid the act of wickedness. Avoid the practice of witchcraft. Painfully, that practice of witchcraft is heavy in the church today. But that will be your portion in Jesus' name. For God says, Suffer not the wish to live. But to the sinners, it shall have pity and pardon and forgiveness. But brethren, my advice is that you strive and work hard to live and live without sin. This will delight your Father in heaven. In this time and season, it's important for us to understand it. I want to take you through an interesting journey. Turn about quickly to Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2. We're going to verse 20. Daniel chapter 2, verse 20. So we're talking about the time and the season. Why it is important for us to understand the time and the season. Daniel answered. Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are His. 21. He changes the times and the season. Oh yes, it is God that changes winter and later on let it become spring, and spring goes to fall, fall back to summer, and so on and so forth. Those one says He changes the times. And the seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Aha, uh -huh. that's what I'm driving at. So he gives knowledge, he gives knowledge to those who have understanding. No wonder in Proverbs 4 7, it said, the Bible says that we should get knowledge, but at all costs, get understanding. Now, Watch very well. The submission of Daniel here underscores his understanding of God's time, God's season, and God's revelation. Let me remind you, my brethren, that Daniel was given that exclamation after he got an awesome revelation from God. Because he understood the time and the season. This exclamation Daniel gave in verse 20, where he said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. 
It changes the time and the season. It removes kings and sets up kings. Daniel was giving praises to the king of kings at all times and in this season. But let me quickly remind you. At this time, Daniel were all slaves. It's important to remind us so you can know the, the, the context or the value of what he's speaking from. It was not a free born like you and I. At this time, they were in captivity. They were in a terrible season of their time. They were slaves. Okay, just to, let's go back to verse 12. Daniel 2, feel that Daniel 2. Let's go back to verse 12. Let's, let's, go, let's take the journey so you can see, you can understand my message. Why to those who have understanding, it will give knowledge. But a lot of this talk and read from there. This is possible. Not possible. Okay. So let us go back to verse 12. Okay. For this cause, the king was hungry. King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream and he was totally confused. But so I said, for this cause, the king was hungry and very furious and commanded that all the wise men of Babylon be destroyed. Now, the wise men of Babylon those days are magicians, soothsayers, our babalao, our people who see vision, those sort of things. They are called the wise men. In those days, of oh yes, Daniel also sees vision. They did not want to separate the wise men whose wisdom come from, flow from the king of kings and the ones who came from other demons. As long as you can foretell, and uh, this is the, they call you a wise man. So the king had problem. Verse 13. So the, so the decree went forth that the wise men were to be killed. And the officers sought for Daniel and his companion to be slain. slain because they know that Daniel is also a wise man. Who are these Daniel's companions? Go ahead. Verse 14. Then Daniel returned and answered. An answer which was full of prudence and wisdom. I pray that the Lord will give you all wisdom in Jesus' name. Full of wisdom to Ariok, the captain of the executioner of the king's guards. Get the picture right. It was put to the man whose mandate it is to execute this wise man to death. Remember, he had been given the mandate, go ahead and destroy all of them. And although they could not even understand the dream of the king. So go ahead, Ariok. Kill all of them. So that was the person that Daniel the slave was speaking to. So in that verse 14, he told him that Daniel returned an answer which was full of prudence and wisdom to Ariok, the captain or executioner of the king's guard, who had gone forth to slay the white men of Babylon. Verse 15, he said to Ariok, the king's captain, why is the decree so urgent and hasty from the king? Then Ariok explained the matter to Daniel. Verse 16. And Daniel went in and desired of the king. Watch. Daniel left the man, the executioner, and went in to see the king. The Lord will make way for you in Jesus' name. That was a slave. It's good to understand the context on which he was operating. To show you the hand of God at work. When the, God, when the Lord is fighting your battle, he will make a way for you in Jesus' name. It will draw people from the north, east, and south. 
to come, even what you do not even plan for, as long as it will notify the name of the Lord, the Lord will bring it to pass in Jesus' name. So verse 16, and Daniel went in and desired of the king that he will set a date and give him time, and he will show the king the interpretation. Now, pay attention to verse 16. Look at the confidence with which Daniel spoke. He said, I, Daniel went in and desired of the king that he will set a date and give the king time and he will show the king the interpretation. Now, that's a, that, that is an absolute confidence. An attitude of he who knows his father, who knows the God he is serving, who knows the time and the season. He has the knowledge and he knows that the Lord will give him the understanding. And I repeat, the season here, hear me clearly, Israel, we are all in captivity, in slavery, in Babylon. In slavery, in Babylon. But Daniel spoke with so much confidence with the king. Allow me, I'll give you a date, I'll give you a time, and I will tell you the interpretation. But see what Daniel did in verse 17. Very interesting. Verse 17, the Bible recorded, then Daniel went to his house. And what did he do? He made this known to his brothers, his fellow Christians, his fellow believers, his brothers who have faith, whose faith are going to continually keep in prison. The Bible said Daniel went to his house and made this known to Hananias, Michel, and Azariah, his companion. These were the original names of the four, the three Jews that later on were called uh, Michel, Chedrach, uh, and Abednego, which the slave master changed eventually. These were the original names they came with from Israel. Then I went to them and met his companion. So you see why it is important. Iron sharpened iron. Why is it important when you face some of challenges? Call your nearest brothers to you. Call them to join you in faith. Call them to join you in the battle. And to call them, they will not only answer you. And the Lord who said in Jeremiah 33, verse 3, I will show them great and mighty things which they do not know. And that's my prayer for you even this morning in Jesus' name. When such battle comes facing you, it looks, it's looking tough. It's not a matter of I'm a, I'm a superstar, right? It's not a matter of I'm a superstar. No, you call your, because that is one mistake better than other pastors do. Why would I call the head of my choir or call um, the head of uh, my usher? to join me in prayer, a new Nindy pastor. If I call the head of usher and the head of the cleaning, toilet cleaner to join me in prayer, wouldn't they think that this pastor has no power? Again, that is completely wrong. But in the eyes of God, they are not cleaners of toilet. In the eyes of God, their spiritual power is not cleaners of toilet, neither ocean work. Amen? So it's important for us to know these things. So Daniel went in and called his brethren, Ananias. I'm still reading to his house, and made things known to Ananias, Michel, and Azaria, his companion. 18, so that they would do what? So that they would desire and request mercy of the Lord, of the God of heaven, concerning this secret, that Daniel and his companion should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Did you get that? Did you get that? I know that many of us at this time, before now, would have thought that it was Daniel alone that we went to pray to God and not get down into the revelation. Do you see it now? It's all done alone. 
Then they call his other brothers. Meshach, Abednego, and Chedra, if you like the original name, right? Um, Ananias, Azariah, Meshach, and, uh, and, and Azariah to come in together. Because they said, so they would desire, so they would desire, and so that was their prayer point. Come, brothers and sisters, let us pray to God Almighty, to God of heaven, concerning this Wahala when they ground, concerning this pandemic when they ground, concerning this killing that they want to do. They want to kill the white men, including us. Verse 19. Then the Lord, then the secret was revealed to Daniel in the vision of the night. And Daniel blessed the God of heaven. And Daniel answered, Blessed be the name of the Lord. So I, that was what, why I took you back to verse uh, 12. So you can understand the trend of that exclamation that Daniel made when he began to praise God and give him all the glory. So you can picture the journey they have gone through, the, the, the struggle and the fear that they had in mind. Now, even before then, you will have realized that in Daniel 1, verse 7, they changed their name, like I said earlier on. The slave masters changed their names. But listen very well. Leave those names they change. You, Michel, become Michel. You, Shedak, become this one. You, Shedak, become a bad nego. But listen to me very well. They change their name, yes, but they know who they are. They know who they are in the Lord. And the Lord knows who they are. Let them call you another name. Let them call you another name. But the Lord knows who you are. They change their name because they are slaves, of course. Oh, you, you're no longer Daniel. You are now Ananias. You are no longer um, um, Azedah. You are not Shedrach. You are no longer Michelle. You are not Meshach. You, you are no longer this one. You are not Abednego. They will say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But ladies and gentlemen, trust me. They know the Lord they worship. They know who they are. So don't worry about that. So you must know who you are. Go steadfast who God says you are. They do not create you, and so they cannot change your name or change your destiny, ladies and gentlemen. They do not create you, right? They do not give you that name. They cannot change your name. They cannot change your destiny, even if they desire it so. Job, who lost everything, understood the season it was in. We move on. Turn Bible quickly to First Chronicles chapter twelve, verse thirty-two. First Chronicles chapter twelve. Let's take off from. Verse 32. This must be, it must be, I mean, story that you all probably know very well. But we are talking about understanding the time and the season. First Chronicle, and yeah, good, it's on the screen now. Thank you very much. And, the, and, and of the children, or let me read my own person, and of Issachar, men who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. It is my prayer today that you will begin to have the understanding of the time and of the season. To understand the time and to know what to do. As a person, having understanding of the time is precious. I beseech you, brethren, have understanding of these times. And I declare upon your life 
Everybody that is one of my boys, boys, as you seek to get understanding of this time, you will not die in Jesus' name. You will not be frustrated in Jesus' name. You will not go weary in Jesus' name. You will not feel heaven has forgotten you. For heaven cannot forget you in Jesus' name. Let your people forget you. Let your parents forget you. Let even your spouse and friend forget you. I declare this morning, under the sound of my voice, that heaven will not forget you in Jesus' name. You will be an overcomer, and you are indeed an overcomer. You will see battles, no doubt. But I guarantee you, you will emerge victorious in Jesus' name. The Lord shall be your guide. The words of the hand, the Lord himself alone, will bless. You will not fail or fall into the hands of the wicked. It shall be well with you and your family in Jesus' name. It shall be well with your spouses, your family and your children in Jesus' name. The Lord shall continually grant you vision, and I mean vision, and lead you into the path of righteousness. Yes, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Hear me, brothers and sisters, you will not be consumed in Jesus' name. That's the first thing that God put in your mind to share with you this morning. The second one is said that you will go to be proactive, brothers and sisters. As a child of God, we have entered a new season. Ask God to give you the strength and the vision to be proactive. You're going to be proactive in whatever the Lord lay in your hands to do. Please be proactive. Be proactive. I will be giving one or two tips here. Right? I currently teach a sort of, um, I was given a mandate to teach a sort of a postgraduate student. So I decided to go ahead of time to look at the background of the student I'm supposed to teach. Of course, I want to teach applied statistics on market research. But when I went ahead proactively, to study the background of my students. I noticed that 80% of them are complete novice in applied statistics, topics of market research. I noticed that if I work on by the syllabus given to me by the school, I would have lost 80% of my students. They are all postgraduate students. They were made up of medical doctors, two dentists, and two other doctors of other background. They were made up of pharmacists, Captains of industry with good capital to him. In fact, one of them told me I came to Canada with $11.5 million to invest. But he's just totally confused. He's from Qatar. Qatar or Qatar. Qatar. 11.5, don't ask me whether I was uh, worried. And, he said, and, and I'm wondering what to do. So he was mandated to take that course. And few other people who were, but they were about 23. What I'm driving is that because I was a bit proactive and led by God, I enabled me to alter the course content and made the content richer. What did I do? I simply went and beef up the fundamental principle that you need to know before you go into the study of applied market, applied statistics to market research. It cost me about five hours of the lecture. I had to rejig it and put it in. I'm going to tell you that when this got, when it, when they give a lecture online, it's recorded, unlike um, the other side. So when this, the, when the school saw what I did, I got a, I got a recommendation. I said, wow, that was good. 
And, uh, and I told him, like, I did that because I saw the, the, the medical doctors who want to go into business, open their own clinic, the dentist. I saw the pharmacists who want to open. And I saw them asking some basic questions. And I realized that they do not have the knowledge. But proactiveness did not let me to introduce some basic knowledge in statistics, basic reason why people conduct research, and basic steps in the research. So by the time I went into the main topic, which I started doing now, it now is a bit well for them to be able to see the trend. That's the beauty of a child of God who should be proactive. Three, like the source of this hacker and others who we are focused, we need to be focused. We need to be focused. We need to be focused to the glory of God. Don't let anything distract you, please. We need to be focused. And four, we need to be united. There's every reason to be united. Let me tell you, the devil is a very smart spirit. In fact, the first time I had that teaching, I was wondering why would a pastor give such credibility or accolade to a devil. But I later on realized he wasn't actually praising him. He was going to tell us that when you know the strength of your opponent, you are likely to be able to prepare well for the battle. And I said, oh, I see. See, people who lose battle are people who underestimate the strength of their opponent. When you think my opponent, oh, this one, nah, nonsense, you'll be shocked. I will floor you down. If you watch boxing tournament, you will see, you will see people who came in with so much muscles and so much uh, historical exploits, like Tyson of those days. If you remember Tyson, those of you who were born then, Tyson of those days, he had, he had fought 39 fights without losing one. And you know what? None of those fights last more than three or four rounds. He had lost all his opponents. He became dreadful. This young man who was knocking people off, first round, second round, third round, he, until, he, until he met, who now became legendary, legendary um, 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 Boston Douglas. Buster Douglas. Buster Douglas is not a very prominent name. He's an average fighter. But you know what he did after the fight? He said, well, I just want to study this man's strength. He's a powerful boxer, I know. He gives you a blow, you feel the blow in your bone. And I studied him and I realized that for the 39 fights he has fought, every one of them he has given knockout. Three rounds, two rounds, three rounds. So I said, okay, this man may not have a stamina to last 12 rounds. Or if he has, he has not put it to test. I have boxed 12 rounds or more. So I would drag him to the 6th or 7th round before I would now engage him and to test his strength and my strength. That was what Bo Bo the, uh, Buster Douglas did. He dragged, he dragged Tyson, took his blow, dodged his blow for the first 2, 3, 4, 5 rounds. And by the 6th round, you know what happened? Tyson became, became frustrated. Now, the stamina he never had, all these 39 fights began to wear on him. The seventh round, he became weak. Because both of us now, now, now realized that, okay, you see, by the second round, I would have knocked you out. But now we are in the seventh round. Now, this is not to know who is a boxer. And he gave him on the one to one boxing. I think by the eighth or ninth round, Tyson was out of gas and he knocked him out. That's a good lesson. So when that man was teaching that, you do not underestimate the power of your opponent, right? So you, it's part of the lesson to understand the time and the season. Listen to me very well. At this COVID period, the devil is also not sleeping. 
The devil is finding many ways to distract men and women of God. It doesn't matter mean men and women of God. I'm talking about what you see in Romans 8, 14. All that are led by the Spirit of God are sons and daughters of God. So because the doesn't have to say men and women of God, I think it's only exclusively general of ourselves, Pastor. Remember, ironic. Men and women of God, everyone that has faith in God, right, and whose faith is increasing, you are entitled to be called the sons and daughter of the Most High. Amen? Let somebody shout hallelujah. So, he had that wisdom that the devil is still there. The people of Issachar were united and they stayed united. What were they doing? Giving each other's advice rather than pulling each other down. Giving each other's advice. Where is your weakness and it's my strength, I help you. Where is my weakness and it's your strength to assist me. Steps I am making that I may think is perfectly right and you know that it is not right because you have um, a third degree or previous experience, you come in and give an advice. That is the beauty of children of God that are united. At COVID-19, lots of problems coming. I'll give you one thing, one thing I noticed. In my online lecture, the, 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 the portion of Zoom that we are using can make me talk for five hours. Usually, if you suppress the Zoom, you can't talk for more than 40 minutes. Basic subscription. You want to go beyond that, you have to pay. So, the school, of course, the school has to pay. And I, I can talk for five hours. Then I noticed that I tell my students, now listen, I know the temptation here. You are in the comfort of your home. But when you are under the control of the class physically, you then not sleep when I'm talking. You would have sat down very well, and that will make you learn. You have a conducive environment for learning. Now that you are in your home, you can log in with the computer will show that you have logged in, and then you go and sleep. You are fooling yourself. Because when the exam will come, I will not know whether you are following me or not. You will log in, your name is showing on the screen. So uh, what I did was, even though they are postgraduate students, this, a student is always a student. And I, I, I had all of them, I said, okay, every one of you, put all your faces on the screen. I'll put all your video, I mean. I must see your face before I will mark you present. And not just that moment, I must see your face. Every, every 30 minutes, I will call some names, just like that. Like I, just, like I know that Rosemary is there. I'll say, Rosemary, can I see your face? Shola, can I see your face? Things like that. Now, I know that we are in a, we are, we are in a different time and season. Students will be tempted, right, to sleep off. I have seen one that was sleeping. When I called him, the phone was by his, his ear, and he jumped up. And in that sense of sleeping, he put on the video, and it was very clear. Even that student was laughing. And what am I driving at? The new season creates room for good opportunity, but also creates room that the devil can use, that the devil can use to manipulate you. That will be your portion in Jesus' name, because people are praying for you and me all the time in Jesus' name. What will make you lose the beauty of the season? The Lord will prevent it in Jesus' name. We have to be committed and continually be committed to the call that the Lord has given to us. What is the call? That we be your brothers keepers and show love to one another. You have to remain committed. Please, don't behave like those church Christians. I call them church Christians. Commitment to them is being committed 
to their group leader or to their pastor. Why they could manifest wickedness to other members of their church. But people know that is not commitment to eternity. I bear you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Commitment is commitment to God. And as long as you treat all that are called the sons of God in that same level of commitment, the Lord who sees you and sees your heart will reward you in Jesus' name. So you have to be sick. You have to be wise, even within and outside the season. You have to be wise, even within and outside the season. And I'm about to learn, ladies and gentlemen. Ephesians 5, verse 15. Ephesians 5 by 15 is important. I'm about to learn now. Thank God it's not Bible study, so you can ask me any question. Ephesians 5 by 15. He said, Look carefully, then how you walk, W A L K. Live purposefully and worthily and accurately. Not as the unwise and witless, but as wise, that is, accessible and intelligent people. And finally, we must continually give praises to God. Please, don't forget that. Continually give praises to God. When a slave who is about to be executed is singing praise to God, after God gave me a revelation, right? And I know that you have been praising God even before that time. Right? You that is freeborn, why would you give praise to him? So please, let's continually give praise to God. Right? But realize very well again too, if you fail to praise him, no qualms. If you do, all well. Because you can't reject the rain. Because you cannot even reject the sun. Neither can you even reject the changes in weather. Whether you accept it or not, it remains God. God Almighty, the first person in the Holy Trinity. He is God. He remains God, continually giving praises as a lamb. May the word of the Lord that you've heard this morning strengthen and motivate you in Jesus' name. May you give you wisdom and understanding continually. May you begin to continually guide your steps, your journey, your decision-making, your business, in your career, in your family. May it, may it allow you to acquire that joy that transcends beyond human understanding in terms of your relationship with every other person around you, so that when they see you, they will call you blessed. And when you see them, you will call them blessed in Jesus' name. May I also declare that for the, from your mouth will be words of peace, words of love, words of understanding, that when you speak, people who are, who, are, who, who are feeling dreadful, when you speak, people who are feeling hopeless will have cause to be hopeful. When you speak, somebody who is so downcast and is feeling terrible, we have reason to hold on to life and will be steadfast. And I declare that it shall be well with you. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray.